thanks for joining us again. This is a listener request, mm. I believe, Jared. Ben, through Facebook, threw it out there that we should watch Scare Package 2, Rad Chad's Revenge. Now, we did cover Scare Package. Uh, this is an exclusive to Shudder. So, um, that's today's movie. Before that, though, Jared, what have you been getting onto? I mean, obviously, this is a Christmas season slash stand down. Mm. So, this is really where we should be ramping it up. Is that correct? Well, yeah, but I mean, what? We only spoke about this. <laughs> well, no, not that <laughs> long ago. Shit. So, I still managed to put a couple away. Yeah, yeah I've, I've got, got a few, not, not many. Still watching, uh, still watching my way through the uh, Spider-Man TV series. Okay. It's taken up a bit of my time. Mm-hmm. After, uh, I think the last Christmas entry I spoke about was Violent Night. Huh. I did on Christmas Eve. I couldn't help myself. I, I had to throw on Silent Night, Deadly Night. <laughs> I went with number one. This oh, yours was the first part. I would have gone with Garbage yeah. Day. <laughs> yeah, thoroughly enjoyed it. You did? Of course. <laughs> what? <laughs> Look, you know, the movie that actually, that has, it has got its moments, that movie. Mm. I mean, it does have some amusing shit as well, like some ridiculous stuff. But it's a bit more... But there's actually a couple of reasonable, reason, a couple of reasonable kills and things like that. Yeah. And mind you, I didn't realise we've got a fucking Michael Myers sighting in there. Oh, Don Shanks is Don- in it. Donnie Shanks. Yeah, you know, the, the Santa that crawls up in the bedroom. Oh, he gets shot. <laughs> no, no, he doesn't. Doesn't end up getting shot, but yeah, they burst in on him. Oh yeah, that's right. He pulls the thing away. I didn't even recognise him at first, but then I saw in the credits, and I was like, well, "Hang on a minute." Don yeah, Shanks. Don Shanks. Don Shanks. There you wasn't go. Wasn't he the um, Michael? He's one of the worst Michaels. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, no, look. Perhaps not necessarily. His I shouldn't fault. say that. He was pretty good as Michael, but he was in one of the. Poorly handled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. possibly <laughs> one of the worst. I also watched the Christmas Carol, the Jim Carrey one, the animated one. Yeah. Kids wanted to check that out, so we had a bit of a look. How'd you feel about it? Couldn't sanction the buffoonery as always, oh. but you know, <laughs> no, it's it's okay. Because we went to the theatre mm. for a viewing of the a Christmas Carol. I was actually going to go to that. <clears throat> it was cool. It very theater. much reminded me of the Jim Carrey one. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little bit fucking. Uh, a little bit heavy for the kids. Older film. Yeah. Well, it's all right. Like it's just I don't know. There's a, there was a few even in this one. There's a few dark moments, huh. but I think they're well past that. So I also jumped onto Knives Out in preparation for Glass Onion. Oh, okay. So I watched that again. Still enjoyed it, and then yeah, moved on to Glass Onion, and yeah, thoroughly enjoyed that one too. I, I personally, I think it's probably a shade off the first one. Huh. But same sort of thing. If you like the first one, you'll get the same sort of enjoyment out of it. Daniel Craig is kind of... He's up the buffoonery a little bit in this one. Huh. He's kind of a... Bit of an idiot. Well, there's, a, there's a couple of moments where it's kind of supposed to be comedic, but he's, yeah, there's a few things where he's constantly... You know, there's one part where he's talking about how his weakness is stupid games and they start talking about Clue. Yeah. He's like, oh, I'm fucking terrible at it. Stupid game, <laughs> all this sort of stuff. Like, And that kind of runs through the movie. So it's, it's kind of funny but there's a small talking point that I will also mention uh, after you let us know what you've watched really? in regards to Glass Onion okay I finished Last Chance U Basketball mm-hmm. again it just blo- boils your blood doesn't no, it, it doesn't doesn't boil my blood. no it doesn't <laughs> boil my blood because you start to see a bit of camaraderie and a mm. bit of team dynamic come into play yep which was good but as I said I these these players they don't they, they don't I don't get behind them because of the, their actions a lot of the time. 
and then what? as I expected in the last couple of episodes they fucking revert back to their usual bullshit and you know so I I just found them hard to like what sort of support do they give them for their obvious kind of mental or social sort of well, it doesn't really showcase a lot of that. It's more about the, the coaching. Because I thought that would be a, a massive part of taking a program. Yeah, yeah, people, yeah. And there was some interesting... There, there were kids with interesting situations that, that, you know, need to be looked at. Yeah. And that you'd think that they would potentially need mm. a little bit more of that. But it doesn't particularly showcase that, which I found interesting. And whether or not they're, um, you know, the coaches take on a lot of that. I mean... The fucking coaches, it's just, they do so much. Yeah. Like, they, their asses are hanging out. Yeah. So, I appreciated the coaching staff a heap, you know, and I think I can see why they followed John Mosley, the coach, because he's a really interesting guy mm. with a with a fantastic, interesting backstory and a, just a great mindset for coaching and stuff. Like, he's just he's just the perfect guy to follow. Yeah. And see, the problem that the the... the the American football versions had is, I mean, they had some shocking shit in that. They fucking one of the coaches was an absolute loose cannon and all this sort of stuff. It, it, it things came out that didn't look good. So I like the fact that Mosley is who he is. Okay, I watched. We watched the original Jumanji. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, that's good shit. Yeah, I've forgotten how good that was. Yep, it's really, really good, really entertaining. I hadn't seen it for a long time, so it was good to get back to it. We then followed it up with Good Morning Vietnam. We're on a bit of a Robin oh, Williams on, kick. Robin Williams, yeah. We're considering going there again tonight, but mm. chose not. I think that decision has been passed because we watched the first episode of Limitless with Chris yep. Hemsworth. Yep. Pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting stuff, and you do sort of get a sense of... Because this one was all about stress yep. and how it builds so quickly. Oh, in, fuck, um, mate. I could do with watching a bit of that. Yeah, you could. Or, uh, you you could. could probably do with a bit of that. I probably could. <laughs> Currently. Box yeah. breathing. <laughs> box breathing on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah probably need to I need to count to fucking thousands, I think. No, no, she's Ten's still not going to cut he's it. Still, he's still fucking counting. Hemsy, interesting guy. Mm-hmm. Like Hemsy. He's got, uh, as, as Caitlin said to me, he laughs like Thor, doesn't he? He's got this booming sort of laugh. <laughs> and Caitlin's like, yeah, yeah, it's very much a Thor laugh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, um... It was good. It was good. Uh, it's a six-episode season, so I think we might have another, another look at another couple of episodes tonight. Yeah, right. Yeah, guys. I don't know why I bring this up because this is more of my. Yeah, you know, I was watching a bit of a true crime show on the side. Mm. You know, I usually sometimes have that on in the background when I'm doing other things. Yeah. This one was called Killer. It it has different things. Like there's a ten-episode grouping of them that's Killer. Uh, neighbors, and then there's the next ten episodes were Killer Colleagues and stuff mm. like that. And I don't know why I found this humorous. I think, well, I'll probably explain why I found it humorous. This guy killed his his girlfriend or something. I can't remember the, the full details of it. He went on the run. When they finally tracked him down, he tried to kill himself mm. by slashing his wrists with a box cutter mm. and trying to slash his throat unsuccessfully. And then they just make mention, there was also a box cutter in his bum hole. <laughs> and I was like... Okay. And I said to my wife, I would be the worst detective because I'd be like, hold on, hold on. How'd you get that in there? Like, let's, yeah, yeah. let's unpack that. Yeah, don't worry about the crimes. Yeah. I need to find it. I don't you killed it. Let's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. let's unpack that part of it. How, after you'd cut your own throat, what, did you put it up your bum first? Oh, my God. <laughs> 
Is that because your hand, you had to put it, you know, while you were you slashed it, you didn't have anything to hold it with, so you... I don't know. Is that how we got there? Yeah, look, look, mate, we're out. Look at it for a confession. Don't worry. I'm not interested in the confession. I just need to know about that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why I threw that in. Why wouldn't you? But that was it for me. Mm. So now you've got something pro- a problem with um, knives out. I don't have a problem. Dave Batista? I mean, I've said something a couple of times on this podcast. You feel like this is... Well, imagine imagine my delight when none other than Ryan Johnson himself says Dave Batista is the greatest wrestler turned actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's publicity because he's in your movie. No, of course. But he's not wrong. He's not wrong. No, he's not wrong. No, he's not. Yeah, I mean, people say he just plays the same thing after Drax. Yeah. Which I don't think is true. Like, he, he, there is elements of the humour and stuff in Knives Out that are similar to that. But he's, I mean, he's quite, he's one of the funnier elements of, of Glass Onion. Hmm. So, yeah, I was sitting there looking at the headline going, well, fuck, maybe I do know. You, know, you do. Maybe, uh, once in a blue moon, there's a good idea that pops out there somewhere. This now, is- I don't know whether Ryan's seen The Ultimate Weapon. He may want to watch that and then reconsider oh, yeah, once he sees Hogan with a full <laughs> bristly head of hair. Yeah. People have forgotten that when Hogan fucking suits up properly with some hair, he can be very convincing <laughs> as a special forces operative. Yep. But with a sweaty bum. <laughs> <laughs> but let me throw this at you. Look at Batista's body of work recently. Yeah. You've yep. got Back in, what was that one that was like Die Hard in the stadium? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Final score. He <laughs> <laughs> can play John McClane yeah. in a sub part. Against the bloke who completely alters his whole look yes. with plastic surgery. Against <laughs> the worst Russian accent in the history of cinema as well. <laughs> Fucking Pierce Brosnan. Yeah. Okay, so that, that that's probably a little lower on his on his. But he can play the action hero. He can. He can play the comedic action hero. Oh, it's too hard. Shit. Now I keep bringing. Oh no, this is not going well. I keep bringing Stuber up, but I'm not going to pretend I wasn't absolutely wrapped up in Batista with eye issues driving around, yelling out the window at everyone. Yeah. Look. Look. Things haven't started well, but let's look at some of the other stuff. Spectre. Yep. Blade Runner. Mm-hmm. What else have we got and there? He's actually... Is he's, he's, Blade dude. Runner's... A, Blade Runner's... I think so. Blade Runner's a small role, but he was very good. It was just... A, it was basically just like a one scene, but it was kind of centred around him performing, and he did. June. Mm-hmm. Glass Onion. Yep. The Marvel, Marvel pictures. Marvel pictures. He's taking interesting parts. Yeah. Trying to take parts and and focus on parts that don't necessarily put him in the lead. That that that's that's what the difference is, I think, and that's why I feel like he's a better actor. Yeah, well, that's right. He's never going to have the you know the box office pull of The Rock or be as famous as The Rock or have. Multi billions of dollars and squillions no. of bloody irons in the fire. Correct. But he picks, as you said, he picks roles 
that are interesting and actually stretch a little bit. Well, let's look at it. The, the Rock came fresh out of wrestling, straight into Scorpion King, mm-hmm. then straight into a brace of sort of action hero movies. Yeah. Right? Where he was the star. Batista didn't do that. No. You know, he, even his early roles, like Drax, Drax is not a big role. Like it's, yeah. It's I a, mean, it's actually, a, he did... He kind of did do that because he was in one of the Scorpion King movies, wasn't he? Who? Batista. Was he? Yeah, here we go. Scorpion King 3, the one with Ronnie Perlman on the front looking like a bozo. Billy Zane. Oh. Um, okay. So, yeah, but, but, but then, but but then from do, there he sort of segued into other things. Yeah. He, he does those things, but then he will do the... I think Guardians of the Galaxy sort of changed it a little bit for him and got him a few more roles, but he does the heavy, like Inspector. And let's not forget Tong Po. Okay, hell yeah! I wish I had. (laughs) I bet he wishes he had too. But Um, but yeah, lately there's a few more. There's a few more. He he had a rat's tail on that too. Yeah, he did. There's a few more of the. uh, There's a few more of the acting roles and a little bit of the comedy and stuff. Well, I think I'd put it this way then. Let's put it this way. The Rock has not taken small roles apart from Be Cool and that pile of shit from the fucking bloke who made Donnie Darko. Yeah. Yep. He took those, and they didn't work. I mean, his most recent smaller role would probably be Painting Game, yes. which is his best work. It is. By far. And he needs to work. do more of that sort Correct. of stuff. So I'd like to see The Rock take the, the Batista kind of angle yep. and, and, and hunt out some roles where they're in big movies, but I'm not the star. I'm just in the background. I'm playing a small part. Yeah, he needs um, to do that. But I think Batista, I think you might be right, Batista might be... Well, it's not me that said it. Uh, right, John Johnson said it. Said it. What about um, Cena? Where does he sit? Cena's pretty good. He's see, he's, um, he's he hasn't me. got the chance to do the dramatics, but he's got the other two. I mean, he's got the heavy and the the comedic stuff in there. That's right. He was playing so all he needs is a dramatic truck. turn, and he's right up there. <laughs> he played the heavy in that Fast and the Furious fucking turn, didn't he? Yeah, yeah he did. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I believe that was the one where I picked it in the fucking preview where yeah, it was right. going. Oh, definitely his brother. <laughs> oh, uh, you can on. tell by the fucking hair. Yeah. Um, because John Cena immediately strikes me as a Toretto. <laughs> Another quick side note. I said that uh, an episode ago that there's n- no way, no way Avatar will cross the one, one, three, 1.3 billion. Yeah. That's a break-even point from what yep. I've heard. Yep. It's currently after two weeks sitting on 950 million <laughs> worldwide. So where do you think we are now? Well, would, I think, would we uh, like to reassess? I believe it crossed one. Did it? The last I read it, it crossed one. Fuck. So. All right, okay. Look, I don't know, I don't know if I need to reassess. I can't remember exactly what I said, but I said I was sceptical about two. Oh, I don't think it'll get to two, but I believe the break even point was one point three. Yeah, I which thought one might billion get, probably get there. I didn't think it would get to one billion this quickly, but you know, <laughs> thanks, James. And I, yeah, I can tell you, Adam, I'm, I'm a little bit upset because that means there's going to be another three of these oh, things. Fuck. And I said to you, the way they're trending, the last one will be four and a half hours long. Fuck me, dead. Imagine being stuck in there for four and a half hours <laughs> watching that shit. <laughs> I mean, I do want to see this one. Yeah. I do. I'm going to I see it. I actually do want to see it because, yeah. as I said, the first one was good enough, I feel, to warrant going to see the second one. But I, don't know, I just don't know if I can handle three hours and 17 minutes or whatever it is. Yeah. I guess we'll find out. We will. All right. Let's take a break. 
Here's the trailer for 2022's Scare Package 2, Rad Chad's Revenge. Friends, family, it means so much to me that you're here today. But it also means I've met my tragic but clearly untimely demise. So here you all are at my best friend's funeral. But why? Let's bring this dude back to life. I wouldn't do that if I were you. We don't have a choice. You can't kill pure evil. How'd you like to play a game? He's gonna kill us all and we need to do something! Sequels are the lifeblood of the horror genre. We are the final girls. They don't kill us. Guys, I think she's dead. You couldn't have put bees inside of us. You didn't respect horror. Package 2, Rad Chad's Revenge from 2022, directed by Alexander Barreto, Anthony Cousins, Aaron B. Kuntz, Jed Shepard and Rochelle Wiggins, so they all um, directed portions of it, produced by Cameron Burns, Anthony Cousins, Aaron B. Kuntz, Nicole Rosas, Ashley Sneed, Sean Talley, Helen Tuck and Tim Wilrich. It's created by Aaron B. Coots and Cameron Burns. The segments were written by Alexandra Barreto, Aaron B. Coots, Ryan Scadaly, Cameron Burns, John Casco, Anthony Cousins, and Jed Shepard. It stars Steph Berkeley as Buffy, Sianna Sherutin as Nancy, Lucy and Luxie Banner as Ginny, Steph and, and Steph Esp-Gonzalo Esp as Ellen. That's just they're there from just from the first um, mm. of the stories. So there's a hell of a lot more. The budget is unknown, and it's direct to shutter, so there's no box office. Anthony Cousins was the only director to return from the original film, apart from the creators, I think. But the two creators came back, obviously. Mm-hmm. All right, scare package two, Jared. Where do you sit? Look, I had a good time with it. You had a good time. I did enjoy it. There are parts of it that overstay the welcome a little bit, and there's this fine line between meta and parody, which this one just balls all the way over. The wraparound is almost like watching scary movie or a scary kind movie of, yeah. picture. So if you don't like that, then it's going to be an immediate turn off. Mm. And I know, you know, having conversations with certain people, there are some people that really don't go for the horror and the comedy together, especially when it pushes this far for the, into the, the comedy. So I reckon there are some people that are going to just write it off because of that. Yeah. In saying that, I actually enjoyed the wraparound stuff. I know you had a bit of an issue with it that I sort of agreed with, but I'll, I'll let you get onto that when you, you yeah. have a little talk about it. I feel like the stories weren't particularly strong. No. Okay, so we only had four stories this time around. 
I really, I probably liked two of them. There was another one that was okay. There was one that I was just like, that's, that's not even, the idea's not even finished. That's what I felt like anyway. Yeah. And so, overall, I landed on a three. Three. Because I did enjoy, I did enjoy the experience sitting down watching it. I don't mind a bit of horror comedy. <clears throat> I am the sort of person that will watch a bad spoof film and still giggle a few times. Like, so I got a few laughs out of it and, and enjoyed it for what it was. So three for me. Okay. I feel like I agree with you in, in a lot of ways. Um, I felt like the wraparound story was the the most the best stuff was probably in the wraparound story. There was only one of the four stories that I was I thought was good. I thought mm. the others were all unformed, and they actually felt very much like set pieces as opposed to actual stories. Like yeah. there was a very thin start and end to each of them. Yes. Whereas the one particular story that I liked, as I'll get to, I actually thought that was pretty well handled across well, the board. There's one in particular that fits into something like, if I think about like the Mortuary Collection or something like that. Yeah, yeah. You look at those stories and they're the perfect... I mean, the, the, the short story thing is you really got to have a, a twist in there somewhere or you really got to spin an expectation. Things like Trick or Treat, that managed to do it continually throughout the film, like killer twists and then time in together and stuff like that. This one, yeah, I agree with you. There's some ideas there that work out okay, but as short stories and vignettes and whatnot, didn't really work. Probably not all as successful. I didn't Look, think. the effort and the love of horror is definitely there. Mm. Like, and I am not questioning that at all. But it is just too much humour, too much meta. The humour is uh, look. I mean, the hit rate is low. Mm. The hit rate is low, and when you're Every single line seems to be geared up for something funny. If ninety percent of it's not funny, then what? Yeah. Like, what am I? What am I getting? Like, yeah. I, I'm not getting a lot out of that. The meta stuff is you're right. Spills way too far into over one side, and it's just too much. Like, if you'd have cut fifty percent of the jokes and fifty percent of the, the the sort of Easter eggs. I think you'd have had a better, much better film. Mm. Like if you just played a little straighter, and, in some of those moments. And I think there's there's some really good ideas that, with a little more time. Yeah, yeah, would have would have worked would have really come well together really nicely. I.e., you know the saw, yeah. the saw revelations at the end. Yeah, exactly. I thought that actually came together pretty well. Yeah, but then gets fucking ruined by another ridiculous fucking spoof joke. Yeah, where I. I'll get to it, but fuck, I was absolutely livid yeah. by it because I was just like, you fucking can't even take two seconds not to make a joke. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. Like, we better so, get back onto the box breathing there, mate. Oh, <laughs> in for four, hold for four. <laughs> um, it, it took away from everything, like all the... Over over meta moments and pointing out to all these horror things, mm. it took away from anything that was being any way they were trying to move things forward. Yeah, it just kind of took away from all that. The gore, the crude gore is pretty well done. Yeah, I kind of like that. I think in a low budget picture like this, like it's got to be a little bit kind of shitty. Mm. And so I was okay with that. I really applaud the effort. But it just proves to you can love something a lot, but that doesn't mean you're making anything good with it. 
that's you know that's and that's where I fell here. Yeah, right. And then I gave it two. Okay. Which I think is what I gave the first one. Fair enough. So it's kind of on par. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like the wraparound story being kind of a sore type of setup. Yeah. And starting at his funeral and everything. I really like that. Yeah, good I way to I actually thought that was on. a really good way to start. And very much fit in with the first one. The, yeah, the yeah, style yeah. of the first one. Correct. Yeah, I was uh, I was pleased with that as well. So we were off to a decent start. Yeah, yeah. And in fact, I got a couple of laughs in there as well with his videotape of of how he died and then he has to yeah, fucking yeah, keep, yeah. keep fast-forwarding and, he, and he's coming up with all these things from classic movies, you know? Yeah. And then he stops on the one that he actually did die from. Yeah, that was good. That was cool. Also, I love the fact that she rolled out a VCR to do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It just gave me memories of the, uh, the classroom. The classroom, yeah. <laughs> Someone rolling the VCR. Yeah, and then the remote wouldn't be working. Those, those universal remotes that were supposed work, to work yeah. in every classroom wouldn't work. <laughs> yeah. I like that. I also got a great little laugh out of the film's title coming up and then it was like Jason mm. Jason Lives. Yeah. How he walks out across and goes... <laughs> yeah, the old you know, Bond. Blood comes out. I really like that. Spoof Yeah, I, I kind of like that. I thought that was funny. And, and, you know, we're off to a flyer. Yep. For me. Yep. The gore, cheap and cheery. Yeah. But I love that shit. Like, I kind of love that. That kind of cheap kind of looking... Uh, practical effects. Yeah, and it seems like it's purposeful that you can see the, you can see the seams a little bit. Yeah. On on this stuff. It reminded me a lot of like, Dead Alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Peter Jackson, Dead Alive, or even Brain. Is it was it Brain Dead? Brain Dead. Brain Dead or whatever. Bad Taste. Even Bad Taste, you know, which was real cheap and cheery. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, but I appreciate that. I think you needed that. Like it couldn't have been anything else. Yes. And even the little bit, they had a little bit of ropey VFX in there as well. Mm. But again, I felt like it, it, it had to be that way. It's a tone that you had sort of expected. Really. Yeah, and you'd established in the first movie that you were going for sort of old B-grade VHS type of stuff. Yeah. So, I, again, I like the fact that they went to those lengths. Um, and I think a lot of it works well. Yep. It was not long after that, Jared, and I'm not going to lie to you, there weren't a lot of, there was fucking very little in the likes department for me mm. until we got to the story about the girls watching the video with the guy with the blades for his arms yeah there's a couple of genuinely really cool moments in that well it's funny because given that it was basically the cast and the writer of Host hmm. which I had no time I seem to be the only bloke on the planet that had no time for Host for yeah, host, yeah. Yeah, I think that was the best one by, yeah, by, by far. a stretch. And I love the way they set it up around, you know, that that was the ghost from Three Men and a Baby, basically. Yeah. Yeah. I love that kind of and setup, uh, setting it up around a famous urban legend. Again, another reason why we're in a golden age with Blu-ray. How the fuck did anyone think that was a, a set I up an urban legend around that being a ghost for so many years? <laughs> like, it's fucking <laughs> definitely Ted Dance. Yeah, is it yeah. not? It is, like, When you pause on it now, it's him. I mean, even on video. You look at it and you're like, well, it seems pretty clear that it's just fucking some sort of cutout sitting there. But anyway, I, yeah, I did love that one. And that was the one that fucking dropped a bit of the humour. Yeah, dropped the humour from it totally. And that bit where she tries to blow the fly off her mobile yeah, and yeah. everything moves inside the photo, yeah, yeah. really cool. Awesome. And then the use of the remote. 
to rewind and shit and you know and yeah. fast and flick forward and and everything and on on things happening. Again, I thought that was cool. The cracking little twist, like obviously the, the the idea came together. It was a pretty simple story that you know the ghost was coming out of being controlled by the remote. But that final shot of all of all them of them standing in the fucking there, yeah. curtains there, awesome stuff. I loved it. Yeah, I loved that one. Yeah, I, I really liked it. I think that they that they they did a fantastic job there, and that was the only one that had a proper structure and a proper. Yeah. Beginning and end. That said, I did think the um, as meta goes, the setup for the final girls versus the shorter die girls wasn't too bad. Like I liked ideas from that, like the way that it was set at the turn of the decade to, yeah. for them to comment on how things progressed from the eighties to the nineties. Sure, some of it was a little bit on the nose, like a little bit too. Like you could have just alluded to. The, the names, for example, I don't think you needed to call everyone the same, yeah, same yeah. name and stuff like that. But he'd had a few funny laughs and had something, you know, some little something to say about the genre. I didn't mind that one either. So. Yes, yes, yes. I just felt genuinely... I actually, coming back to the guy with the blades for arms, he actually looked really cool too. Yeah, yeah. Even though he was only on screen very briefly, they kept him at a distance. Yeah. I think a lot of it worked really, really well. Yes. Always good to see J-Bob. Yeah. He's only in it very briefly. Yeah. And a couple of little moments of him. Mm. Uh, but I, you know, I can see why he's there and obviously has a connection to these guys. And, yeah. And, and I think it's a cool thing to see him. Well, not only was he in the first one, but I think they premiered it on, on Last oh, Driving. Yeah, on Last Driving. Which was cool. I think that was a really good... Uh, good idea and a good way to I mean that automatically buys you a bit of cred yeah exactly exactly and I and I think that there's nothing wrong with having him there I think it, his presence just I feel like solidifies that B grade stuff you're going for yeah like you know what you're sort of aiming for yep the sequence where the woman has to go and get the key mm. and she has to carry the camera yeah 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 and then there's a moment where she's She's holding the camera, it's facing her, yeah, and then the this monster just comes charging out from behind yeah, her. Yeah, yeah. It was a real nice shot, like a yep. real nice shot. Yeah. Um, and it, 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 it took me by surprise. Yeah, that was when the whole thing was just... I mean, the guy was set up to look like Freddy. Oh. They were in the saw trap. They had the Hellraiser element. That was wreck, basically. It was it was a little bit overloaded there, but, oh. yeah, that was that was Kelly Maroney, wasn't it? Yes, Kelly Maroney. Um, so... I'll get to... I'll get to that. Yeah, yeah. So because if, that moment itself was very nice. Yeah. So, I mean, I've got a couple from a little earlier. Yeah. Anytime you throw in a damn enchiladas, I don't oh, care. Yeah. I don't care <laughs> how you throw it in there. I it'll make me laugh. It. It'll make me laugh. But Especially when they're fucking vomiting everywhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and one of them goes, damn enchiladas. Yeah, I, I think like, that, yeah, that, good, that, was, that was still a, a moment of humour that popped in. Yeah. And that's a, but you know what, Jared? That's an Easter egg I like. Yeah. Because it's yeah. so outside of the norm mm. that not everyone's going to get it. Yeah. But I just like the fact that it's there. Yeah, yeah. Bringing back the goo the goo guy. I mean, we could have done a little bit more of that because, quite honestly, out of the first collection, it's one of the few that really kind of stood out. I remembered that. Mm. If you mentioned, oh, yeah, the goo guy, I wouldn't know what you were talking about. And I contrast it with... The one about the killer that keeps coming back. Yeah. It took until the flashback for me to realise, oh, fuck, that's tied into the first. Yeah, it, 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 the, the the big reveal or the twist or whatever at the end. Yeah, yeah. I remember I was just sitting there going, 
I, I sort of said, oh, oh yeah, shit. I yeah, forgot. No, no, I forgot right. he was those the characters. In the first movie. So, yeah, the, the goo guy. I could have done with a little more of that. Outside of you know Joe Bob and Rad Chad, that was really the only, one of the few things I really recall from the first one. Yeah. So yeah, I thought that was a good idea. Another thing, Adam. I mean, a bit of Stan Bush, thunder in your heart. There oh, it goes astray. Oh fuck! But can't we get the Fonzie version? I mean, he's a superior vocalist. Oh, of course he's. <laughs> Especially now that his throat's been ripped out. <laughs> his throat's been ravaged. Don't say that. Oh, sorry, sorry, Farnsey. But we need more of Farnsey from his previous days singing yeah. that stuff. Yeah, classic stuff. The problem with that for me, and I'll come to it, I loved, I, I loved the idea of the song. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. just the shit that it was around. Yes. It's just like, what the fuck are we doing? Yeah, yeah. Like, it worked better at the end. Yeah, I as think it, it did as too. the film's finishing and we've got thunder yeah. in your heart going. Yeah, again, get the Farnsey version. Farnsey, oh, I bet you, I bet you, stands a little cheaper. Oh yeah. Even though Farnsey doesn't have the reach to the states, yeah. I mean, all he's going to do is say, "Have a listen, side by side." Yeah, tell yeah. me which one you, you want. I've got you. I've got you there. <laughs> have it on. Yeah. I had to chuckle with the bloke getting hit in the Sam getting hit in the face with a machete, and then fucking rolling down the stairs like the guy out of fucking Friday the Thirteenth Part Two. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and he was still, he was even dressed the same. Yeah. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. Again, I didn't love the story about, you know, the killer continually coming back. That's one of those ones where I feel like, yeah, you, you're bringing up things that we know, but you're not doing a hell of a lot. Well, you're not doing anything with, with it. it. But I did fucking laugh my ass off when that Loomis bloke, he starts going to, he starts wrapping around the whole evil stuff, <laughs> but he's whipping it in with lines like, Oh, he's been nursed, nursed by the teeth of the devil, spanked by Satan himself, and all this sort of stuff. I did laugh pretty, ha- pretty heartily at that. <laughs> that was good stuff. Oh, yeah. And I actually, I really liked the first mask that popped up in that one for some reason. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There was kind of like a, it was plastic. Yeah. It like plastic, and it had like a face, had a like grin, a, yeah, a grin, grin on it. Like... I thought that wasn't too bad. And I think that's one of those things where. Yeah, they're going with the the cheaper effects, and we've said it a few times. Like, oftentimes these things are like the Terror Train remake. It's hard to get a mask that's really going to stand out, and it's it's not going to look like a copy of something. Mm. But like that Terror Train one, like I sort of it popped up, and I thought, shit, that's not too bad. That's yeah, actually a bit of good work. Can't yeah. wait for Terror Train two. Yeah, can't wait. Can't Have wait. a couple of those away on Tubi. Five oh, words. The Hopefully they'll throw in. Um... After the final rose or whatever. Yeah. Fuck. We can, we can really can get we it. hurry up with that? <laughs> we really need to get onto that. Yeah, aside from those kind of specific gags. Yeah. Uh, not not much else beyond that. I oh, thought another 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 wrestler popping up in there too. Who? Well Goldust came back to play the that guy at the end. Yeah, how he played him in the first one. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, the dude that's in the car. Yeah, yeah. 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 So he I think he came back. Well, I believe it was him again. Look, the play on the ending of Saw. Now, spoilers for everyone. Okay. Brad Chad's obviously still alive. Mm. And they use the flashbacks and everything as to. And he's got an accomplice. Yeah. And they flash back to some of the things that we, we felt like he would have. where he sort of led us astray or he bullshitted us. Yeah. Keep. Yeah. That was actually really, pretty cool. Yeah. Like, I was kind of like. Yeah, I kind of dig that. Yeah, and it's I love the way they kind of set it up with, like, three different people having their flashbacks over the top of each other, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was kind of really cool. I actually thought that was... We kind of felt like we had kind of finished strongly. Mm. Like, I felt like, oh, you know, that's actually pretty interesting. 
Yeah. And I actually did kind of like the idea of you've got those collars around your neck, you've got 90 seconds to find out which which four movies relate to this last story that we watched. And yeah. I thought like, that stuff was all right. Yep. Uh, and the last thing for me was Final Crescent sequence showing that Joe Bob is potentially Rad Chad's father. Yes. I thought that was cool because, again, Joe Bob, Joe Bob being in it adds something to it. It e. does. E.g., you know, the, B grade, the guy who's into B-grade slock. Yeah. He's, he's been his whole career, you know, he should be attached to this. Yeah, I agree. Makes nothing I, but I sense. I like that. I liked yeah. it. And if they do another one, I would be happy to see much more Joe Bob. Correct. Even though they killed him off in the first one. <laughs> Insinuating that he's part of it as well. It was yep. pretty It was pretty good. Yeah. What else you got? That was really it. Dislikes. The characters are just very unlikable. And I think part of the problem for me was that they are, every single line seems to be angling for a joke. Mm. Like everybody's trying to drop a one-liner. Like that, that felt like how the scripts... For all, well, there's certainly the script for the wraparound. Yeah. Was just set up to be one joke after another, after another, after another. And as yeah. I said to you, I think the hit ratio is very low. Yeah, it's quite, it is quite low. And they could have chopped a bit out, I felt like. Because when you look at it, the runtime was like 99 minutes. Hmm. So you could have chopped a little bit of that stuff out. And I'm thinking stuff like the bees where the bloke, we're trying to get comedy out of the bloke. And he's trying his best, and I think overall, yeah, he starts dancing. And I think overall, I I thought his performance was pretty good. He had had the job, seemingly, of just trying to be goofy the whole time. And as you said, the the hit rate was not that high, but I'm I'm prepared to give him a little bit of credit for going for it. But something like that, just drop that. I didn't think it was funny. It didn't really add anything. It didn't really add anything at all. Did it add anything at all about, oh, well, the woman died because she was allergic? Well, not the whole bees thing. Yeah. Not the whole bees. But just drop that stuff. Drop the... the, the I mean, we, we probably spent a good 30, 30 seconds to a minute coming back to him going on about why he's dancing. And, and oh, it was just like, it didn't work. Just drop that. Like Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's, who, who sort of thought that was humorous? Yeah. Like, and there was a couple of times where it felt sort of... I, I heard I read one one review that described it, and I th- I think it was, it was a good way to put it. They described it as that it felt in like in jokey sort of stuff there that there was stuff yeah. that we weren't in on. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Um, and I also felt like the uh, you mentioned the, the well, just just still speaking pretty generally, the meta route's always hard to it's hard to go because some people get put off by that. You know, even even you and I spoke about it in something like Bodies, 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 where it just felt there was a point where it feels like it's just like having a, a conversation with an insufferable know-it-all, sort of. Yeah, yeah. This doesn't feel like that, but when you're doing it the whole time, it's a it's kind of a fine line. I said I feel like they crossed over into into goofy and spoof sort of territory, which I can go for. But if you're going to do that, the writing's got to be really good. I mean, how many times have we seen a spoof that just is not funny? Oh. It's not easy to do, you know? So, Yeah, and it doesn't always work. Not only were the characters sort of unlikable, sort of coming back to where I was, but the acting was pretty broad, and nobody really stands out. Like, Sam tries to stand out, the guy that who's sort of running the traps. Yeah. But he becomes a fucking pain in the ass after a while. Yeah, yeah. And I'll get to it a bit later. There's there's, one particular scene where I was just like, shut up. Yeah, there's full scenes where it just seems like him and 
the other guy that I was mentioning just there are just talking. And then that, I think the scene that I, I think it's the scene, I believe I know which one you're talking about, where the hit, the hit rate is probably at its lowest. Oh. It's just, you said insufferable, and some of it is. You can tell the lack of money's there. Yeah. Some of that shows. I mean, I think part of it, and the more I look back on it, I think they're going for a certain aesthetic. Yes. Because it looks really dark and shitty in a lot of cases and washed out. So they're obviously going for a VCR type of look. Yeah. But yeah. I don't really find, didn't really find that to be. It's a little yeah, bit like. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't have too much of an issue with it. It's a bit like you know removing fucking reels in, in those grindhouse pigs. Mm. You know, I see what they were going for, and I get it. I mean, but it was just useless. If you're like gonna, it was just useless. I could not disagree more. If you're going to tell me that Planet Terror didn't fucking oh, benefit Planet Terror was all right, <laughs> but then they did the same thing in the other fucking one. Yeah. And I don't know what the like. If, if you can make it work, okay, but it just also felt a little bit too much. Yeah. So some of this felt a little bit too much, but I will get, I will cut that some slack and say, well, you're going for an actual aesthetic. Yeah. You're trying to make it look like it's a VCR. Yeah. So I'll let that go. Mm. It still didn't look real good, you know, like in terms of the quality. Yeah, yep, yep. But obviously perhaps for a reason. Yeah, like I said, I didn't have too much of an issue with that. I just felt... You know, we knew it was pretty low budget from the... Well, the first one was probably lower budget. No, I think we so. knew this one was, was still pretty low money. budget. And I felt like it was fine. So the look of it, I didn't have too many too many problems with that. The stories, there's only one good one for me. The others did not crackle with much weird or energy. There's not much being done in any of them. What What's the order? What do you reckon the order? Well, definitely the... I had um, number one was the... Was the, um, the ghost thing. Yes. The guy with the arms. I would probably say, I for some reason, and you'd probably disagree, but I actually thought the reanimator one was okay, Oof. in yeah, a sense. I had that one last. Just because I felt like, yeah, you kind of knew what they were trying to do. Yeah, yeah. But probably failed to do. Yes. Um, that one was... I, I, I would say up. the last one, the worst one for me was the, the killer who never dies. Yeah, I, I think just that felt was that was just low. a bit of nothing much. The the one about the final girls that could have been all right. Yeah, but again, just half formed, didn't feel like it was fully fleshed out. Yeah, so I think um, so. I had that third. I wasn't too far off. I think yeah, it's clear cut which one's first. Yeah, and that was the uh, I can't remember what it was called, but it was the one about the urban legend. Yeah, so that was clear cut the best one. I thought. Welcome to the 90s was not too bad. Yeah. I didn't mind that one for what it was. And then I think... Well, you got to have the... I think We're So Dead... never died. Yeah, We're So Dead and the night he came back, part five or part six, the night she came back or whatever it was called. Yeah. They were, they were pretty much online. I think We're So Dead was probably a better idea. Yeah, it was, but, but it, it just... didn't go anywhere. Yeah. Look, I love to see Australian filmmakers getting a crack. But why on earth would you take a Stephen King parody when Stephen King is so noted for writing about kind of America, middle America sort of yeah stuff and, and do do the Australian one for that? Yeah, I, I don't didn't know. get that. But I love the idea of exploring, like, taking the reanimator, the pet cemetery, the flight, like all these ways of changing or trying to bring someone back to life or whatever and not really working. Yeah. But it just finished with a fucking thud like there was just 
Well, no, there was, uh, as you pointed out, there was. You want at least to throw something in, a twist, something. Mm. There was nothing. Like, well, it was the cat, which, I mean, anyone that's seen the movie, that wasn't a, that wasn't a shock. The big problem with that one is once again too heavy on the comedy. Yeah. Way too heavy on the comedy. Yeah. And just we got nothing else. But how how long was that thing? Maybe about six or seven minutes. Yeah. Probably not. I either. mean, it's it extremely difficult. No, I'm not knocking the filmmakers. It's extremely difficult to put together a short horror film in that type of time. Yeah. That that that, that has anything resembling a, a start, middle, and end. Yeah. You know, narratively, it's extremely difficult. Well, that's the thing, right? Like, short stories, they don't necessarily have to play by the the structural rules. Yeah. They're, they're, well, they're, they play a bit looser with the beginning, middle, and end because. The beginning and the middle, for example, they can be really fucking well, sharp. Basically, just got to be just together. Yeah, them. and then you know a big twist ending, or or you write something familiar, and and put it in a different kind of setting, or, or throw a shock sort of thing in that way. Like to me, the short stories have always been about that. And yeah, yeah I don't know. I just find it to be like these ones just didn't didn't have. Well, that one in particular just didn't have anything to say by the end of it. It just no. put the things in there that we already knew about, but where's the where's the kind of the twist on it? Where's the the fun with it? Where's the we're going to take it in a different direction? Or if you go on all our comedy, make it funny for me. It just didn't. I just didn't. Yeah, think it didn't really have out. that. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I just I feel like it's a poor crop. Of, of stories yeah do you know what I mean like so there's nothing to hang your hat on there yep so you've got to hang it on the wraparound yeah the wraparound becomes the most important part of the, the film the, the, this, this, this is where we're talking this is what I'm talking about with regards to jokes that just don't work like they, they should be in a fucking you know in a date movie or one of them mm-hmm we, we, we open with the girl, the, you know, the final girl's story and the killer's walking up to the sorority house or whatever. Yep. And he stops just in front of the path and a fucking ice cream man walk, rides out. Yeah. And I was just and like, he checked his what pockets. the fuck are we doing? Yeah. Like, cut that shit immediately. It's not funny at all. Yeah, well, that's... And it has no bearing on a horror trope or anything. Yeah. Yeah, I just... I just I, I was agree. absolutely livid when I saw that. I was just like, and it was it was just out of place, right? Like, yeah. It's like, why are we looking at this? Like, that should have not that that that's not uh, a humour. It's not not funny for starters, and secondly, it has no connection to horror films. Yeah. So what? Why have we got it? Yeah, no, I agree with that. That's that's fair enough. Oh God. Now, this is probably my biggest bugbear is just that scatter scatter shot sort of approach to humour. Mm. That's just throw everything you can at the wall and hope that some of it sticks and unfortunately most of it slides down the wall and <laughs> lies in a pile <laughs> which is disappointing because it, I felt like it ruined the wraparound yeah it is a bit disappointing because it was not the same I felt like it was going really well in in certain aspects but the attempts of humour just never stopped hmm there was never a, a, a break from them. And as we kind of pointed out, if you're going to do that, they've they got to have a pretty good strike rate. It's like, you know, if yeah, if it's piss funny, 
if some of it's funny, and then I understand being funny is subjective. Yeah. But I think that most people wouldn't find this funny. Well, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm, I'm somebody who doesn't find it funny. No. But a lot of other people do. I, no, I don't think you're wrong. I think there was parts of it that were just... They were trying, but it just didn't 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 quite get there. It uh, feels like a bit of that. I don't know. There was parts of it where I was thinking of like Will Ferrell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he just he starts with something funny and then he just goes on and on and on and on and on and on. Yeah, and by yeah. that stage, you've forgotten the funny joke. Or you're just asking the actor to, to try to keep it going and try try to chat their way through it. And sometimes that works That works an absolute treat. I mean, think of Eastbound and Down when Will Ferrell's talking about the plums and all that, the, the juicy plums and all this sort of shit. Sometimes it's works pure gold. And then perfectly. other times it's just kind of like, oh, that's missing. But what else are you going to put on there, I guess? Exactly. Like, the scene I was talking about is when the tricycle comes into the room yeah. And then it's followed by the saw doll yep. gun mumbling something about, oh, I'm so sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> uh, so unprofessional. And then old mate pops out of the TV like Freddy. Yeah. So immediately I was fucking, I was sitting there going, that joke is just so lame. The thing with the saw doll. Then old mate pops out of the TV like Freddy, then proceeds to chastise the saw doll about being unprofessional. The just of like, professionalism. Holy shit. Like, what are we doing? Why is yeah. this meant to be funny? Again, I didn't think that was necessarily such a such a bad idea, but the humour was... Just was delivery, yeah, yeah, just didn't yeah, quite just make didn't it. Just didn't quite get there. A little bit of pullback. Yeah. Just look at it and go, well, we need to pull back. Shoot one version of it without the com- comedic stuff, or back it up a little bit, then shoot yeah. another version where you're going to ad-lib and see where it goes, and if that's good, then... At it. I mean, yeah. maybe that's what they did, but it just didn't. It didn't. He just by that stage, Sam had become an insufferable prick. Yeah, like an insufferable prick. Sorry, and he. I'd lost interest in the whole things that were going on. Yeah, I think that point. Funnily enough, the Hellraiser stuff again. I didn't laugh when the things kept on slicing yeah, he, the one bloke. But I did kind of laugh after he'd been peeled, basically, and he's sitting there. It was the old Hellraiser. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but he's sitting there me. against the wall, kind of pissing and moaning a little bit. So I got a bit of a laugh yeah. out of that. So I think it was worthwhile. But again, the lead-up of him consistently getting cut by the things when no one else was overstayed the welcome a little bit. And maybe but that's yeah. what it was, Jared. I, Not necessarily there were so many jokes that they just constantly overstayed their welcome. Yeah. So what would happen is a joke would start... And then it just wouldn't stop for, yeah. for five minutes. And there was some, like, okay, you pointed out that the the stuff under the thunder in your heart, for example, the mm. beer pong. Yeah. I didn't get why that was supposed to be so funny. Yeah, I, I didn't like, really get it either. I, get, I understand, yeah, okay, we're playing some beer pong. He talks about... He talks about a good game, oh, he's yeah, good at yeah, it. I used to be good at this, and then we get the old fire-up music, the montage kind of stuff. But it just didn't, again, just didn't land. That was another example. But I think you've identified the exact point where I kind of tired of Sam as well and was just like, just get on with the next story. Like, maybe that's where they could have chopped a few minutes out. And, yeah, and pulled a little. Yeah. Because at 95 minutes, she still felt pretty dragged. It did. It was at that point where I was just like, are we going to get to the inevitable kind of sore revelations? I was just kind of waiting for that at that point. Yeah. Because the trap... For those ones, 
I mean, at that point, I'd, I'd kind of stop paying attention to what the traps were, which mm. is obviously that's not the important part. They want you to be in, engaged in what, you know, the, the dialogue and the riffs between the, the characters. But yeah. I think you're right. It was at that point that I started to tire of that part of the setup and just wanted it to kind of finish. Yeah, understood. The, the call back to the previous film, film's killer, it's kind of like supposed to have like this punch. Yeah. As I said, I didn't know who he was. <laughs> Which one? When they, they roll out, um, I can't, you know, that, that, when they're in the video store. Yeah, yeah, for, yeah. And he, bur- he comes out through the door. Yeah, that was that was Dustin Reynolds, yeah, I believe. Yeah, that's I right. I think they called him, in the first one, he had a name. Yeah, he did, and they call uh, out to him. The Devil's Lake Impaler. Yeah. But they were calling him Damon, Damon in this yeah. one. I just, I remember looking at it going, well, who's this guy? And then I was kind of like, I twigged, oh, yeah, okay. He must yeah. be the killer from the first movie. Yes, and that happened to me. As but it was said, hardly great to see him. If it had been like Jason or something, like yeah, you know, one yeah. of those top... I mean, obviously you can't use those guys because yep. copyright. But you can see why people might get excited. But the guy from the previous... The killer from the previous film is just kind of like... Well, that's the thing, right? It's super familiar, but we, we think it's super familiar because they're making everything super familiar. Everything's the tropes and whatever. That was the second time in the movie where I was like, oh, shit, that's right, it's calling back to yeah, something the first that actually happened in the first one. Yeah. So that I guess that probably speaks to the fact that, much like the, the first one, I didn't have a bad time with it, but I've never gone back to it. I've never... I, I kind of forgot a lot of elements of it. Yeah. So... Yeah, it's and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna rip them for that. I think it's worthwhile with a lot of the stuff they did going back to the first one and bringing those characters back. I was happy enough for him to do that with people like Rad Chad. But quite honestly, even Sam, when they rolled him out from the first one, I was like, fuck, I don't even remember him, to be honest. Yeah, so, yeah. It, it's it probably you probably needed to watch the first movie before you watched. The I second. reckon, yeah, it would have made it would have made a few things land a little better for yeah. me. But also, in saying that, I guess it speaks to the quality of where we're at. Like they're they're fun, but ultimately, so far, they've been pretty disposable. Yes. My last dislike was we do all that good work, we kind of get some goodwill back with the the saw. You know, riff on sore ending. Yeah. With Rad Chad being alive and him having an accomplice and everything. And then we go for fucking low-hanging fruit. He trips and falls out of the coffin and shit like that. I was just like, what What are we doing? <laughs> like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. This is what we've got to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We feel the need to throw in a stupid joke where he tumbles out of the, his yeah. coffin. And... I am usually all for a bit of slapstick, but oh. if that's all you got to, if that's all you got to go with, but you didn't need it because you just, no. you just nailed the. Yeah, I felt the, like that too. In both humour and film work, you've managed to, managed to nail and spoof the sore ending. Yeah. With a nice little twist in your own manner. So why then go stupidly and have him trip out of the coffin like an idiot? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I and agree. of all the jokes to go with, like that's I mean, not it. What would you would have done? What, what would you have done if he had walked out and said, "What are you doing in my bathing suit?" or something oh, like God. that? I would have laughed. Don't worry. But you know what I mean? Like it yeah, just no, felt like you, you, you've taken you've taken it too far. Like you've once again you did some really good work, and then you. I overdicked it. Yeah. There was yeah. no need for that humorous moment then. Yep. Happy for that agree. to come later, which it did. You know, he gets in the car with the, the guys and he leaves and everything. It's under him, heart's playing. Yep. All nice. All nice way to end it, in my mind. 
No, I, I agree. <laughs> Unnecessary. So you got anything else? No. No. That was it for That's me. That's You happy? I was pretty happy with it, that. but yeah, they're, they're, I, I can't disagree with anything that you, you kind of had gripes with there. Well, look, put it this way. If they came out with a Scare Package 3, oh, I'd still watch it. You I know hope why? they do. Because I'd like to, I feel like they're, they're close. Yeah. They're yeah. close to getting this kind of, making these better. Do you think? But I just felt like once again they fell back into some of the same problems that they had with the first one. Do you didn't think? Do you think we could have waited a little longer for this one? Yeah, could have. Another yeah. six months or something just to polish up some of the stories. Yeah, tighten up some of the dialogue, remove some of the silly jokes. You probably could have. You could have taken a bit more time. Yeah. But you know that's not how this stuff works now. No. You churn this out as quick as you can. All right. That was Scare Package Two. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Podomatic, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Send us an email at thrillme at iinet.net.au. We're on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia. Podomatic at thrillme.podomatic.com. And Instagram at thrillmepodcastau. Keep an eye on the Facebook page for details of the next film. But until then, take it easy, everyone, and we'll catch up with you later. Cheers. Find the podcast at Podomatic or on iTunes. Don't forget to rate and review. Like us on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia or contact us at Thrill Me, all one word, all lowercase, at iinet.net.au.